God bless you, people of God, and welcome again to another wonderful episode of CBT Changed by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm here again to share with you something to make you think deeper, 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 and deeper. Hey, let me ask you this question because you know that's what I have to do, love to do, and was created to do. The reason why I ask questions is because sometimes it is a question that leads you into the third dimension of your spirit that causes the rivers of living waters to flow out of you like never before. And the question I want to ask you is, how empty is your heart? One more time so you hear me correctly. How empty is your heart? Listen, people of God, I want to tell you something that may be first time hearing or maybe something that will stimulate your mind to listen even deeper to this episode. The fullness of your heart and the emptiness of your heart has everything to do with you seeing God, with you believing God, with you following God, and last but not least, with you manifesting the power and the kingdom of God in your life. Many of us don't realize it, but there is a price to pay when you really want God in your life, when you really want to see the God that is in your life. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the reality and the cost of what it is through scripture and through straight revelational truth, what it takes for a believer to witness that experience, that glorified moment with God in your life. So open your ears and your heart God's got a message and a blessing for you that's going to simulate, sterilize, and revolutionize your faith. God bless you. We'll be right back. Well, I want to say hello and God bless you to the people of God. Listen, 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 listen. This is going to be a marvelous episode um, that I'm going to talk about because as you all know, I have a lot of people that I talk with from day to day. And what I've realized about the spirit of God is that God literally will put something in you that's already in you. And the reason why you can't get it out is because it is a work or it is a need or an answered prayer from someone else who has asked God for something. And when God begins to pour that thing out of you, it only comes out because the person that's in need of it, the person that's seeking it, and the person that believes God for that thing is the individual that primes your spirit, that causes now things to come out of you that you didn't know was in you. So I ask you the question, how empty is your heart, people of God? How empty is your heart? Before we get into this, let me pray so I can protect this. Father, I thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge. I thank you for the purity of your word. Now, as the believer listens to this episode, protect and surround them with the hedge, God, of faith that they would believe God in their spirit what they hear so they can investigate their heart and get you, God, to explode in their life like never before. We rebuke every demon that will cause the natural mind to, to battle against the spiritual mind. We rebuke every demon that would cause earthly and worldly things to come in and challenge our spiritual faith in the kingdom. 
We give you glory in the name that is higher than any other name. In the name of Jesus, we decree, declare, and proclaim this in Jesus' name. Amen. People of God, so I asked you, I asked you, how empty is your heart? Real simple question. Because a lot of times as believers and people of God, we don't ask ourselves that question. We go to church, we do what we worship, we praise, we run, we, we declare the word of God. Many people have a wonderful outside, oh God, uh, projection of the kingdom of God. But when it comes down now to the heart of God, we see no manifestation, we see no true power in God. And the reason why is too many of our hearts are full. Or so many or too many of our hearts are three quarters full or half full or a quarter full. Very few people I have found are following God with an empty heart. With an empty heart. Now you got to ask yourself the question. What is he referring to when he says an empty heart? What does that mean? In real terms. But people of God, let me say that the Bible says this. It says that only the pure in heart shall see God. That's what the word of God says. Only the pure in heart shall see God. The word pure means untouched. It means undefiled. The word pure means original. It means authentic. Pure means. Hmm. It has not hit the earth yet. It's fallen through the atmosphere and it has not been touched by uh, the seasonal or the sense, the, 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 the ways of this world. So in other words, when it says only the pure in heart shall see God, there are things that have to be put out of your heart have to be executed, have to be denied, have to be abandoned, have to be rejected, has to be exterminated, has to be investigated and crucified. So now your faith can see God in your life and see what God is doing. Only the pure and hearted shall see him. Simply means this, if you get to a state where you can live this life in this world and move with a pure heart, it simply means that your heart now is in a condition and a position now for God to fill it with his presence. Many of us have the presence of God in our thinking, the presence of God in our memory. The presence of God in our assumptions and and our, oh God, determination. But we lack now the presence of God to be filled in our heart, which means this, that there are things in our life as believers that we have to deal with and that we have to understand and reject in order for God to come in now and show himself for who he is in your life. I mean, let's be honest with you. There are many people in the body of Christ who they only experience a move of God on Sundays or Bible study or midweek service. 
They only experience a move of God when a check comes in the mailbox or when something happens that they can't explain it. And in this day and time, they only experience a move of God on YouTube or some real or social media that half of the things, if not all of the things up there have been tampered with it, which makes it unpure. <laughs> How empty is your heart. Let me put it to you another way. How full or what is your heart filled with? I need you to think about that. What is the things that your heart is filled with? I want to make this complicated. And there was a story in the Bible where Abraham now was told by God to take his son to the place that God would show him and to kill him or sacrifice him. And this was the only child now of Abraham's old age of the promise. So you ever think and ask, why would God, after promising Abraham a child of his own lineage, his own loins, then give him the child, then turn around and tell him after he gets attached to his child, spends time with his child, he begins to love him and teach him and play with him. Then God comes along and says, I need you to kill the boy. Abraham then follows the instructions of God and finds the place that God wants him to sacrifice his son. The Bible records that he gets Isaac at the top of the mountain and he lays him on the wood to take the life of his only son. And Abraham takes the knife and he pulls it up above his head. And before he would come down and obey God and kill his son, God had to speak to him. Listen to me close. God had to speak to Abraham to tell him, don't touch the boy. Don't kill him. I have a substitute for him. Let me ask you this question. Why do you think God had to talk to Abraham to tell him not to do what he was going to already do because Abraham's heart now, even though it may have been grieved, his heart now was empty for God. His heart was in a condition to obey God. His heart was in a place to glorify God. His heart was in a place that even though it was his only son, he was willing to kill his son to have fellowship or to follow God. His heart was empty. And what we have not come to understand, people of God, that when you have an empty heart for God, you have the fullness of the Godhead surrounding your life. Because it told God, Abraham told God by sacrificing him that I want nothing but you. Do you know how many people that's in the kingdom of God's their heart is filled with the new house. Their heart is filled with a new car, new job. Their heart is filled 
with the dream spouse. Their, their heart is filled with a good business, a prosperous business. Their heart is filled with income to make them debt free so they don't have to work anymore. Their heart is filled with even the desire of someone that they should not be desiring. Many people in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, are worshiping people for God, but their heart now is filled with everything except a purity for what God wants. Hallelujah. What is your heart filled with? I've gotten to a point in my life now, people of God, that the God has been good. God has been good to me in the last two years going through COVID and coming out of COVID. He took me out of the workforce. He put me in my own business. He, he's given me chances to do things I've never done before. And everybody around me that was looking at what God had done said, man, God has done this and he's done that. And I said, he has done all of that. And I thank God that God has given me the opportunity to have my own business, to make money I've never made before, to have freedom now. And and to be my own boss is wonderful. But watch this, people of God. I'm still not satisfied. Because in my heart, those things are wonderful, but there's still something I'm searching for that cannot feel my heart. And God knows exactly what it is. I just told a brother the other day, I was talking, I said, bro, I, I thank God for, for what he has given me. But God knows that the thing that I'm searching for has nothing to do with my establishment and my place in the world, but he has everything to do with my kingdom purpose, my spiritual purpose for being here. I've always felt that. So my desire now is that although God has given me a wonderful home, wonderful car, wonderful money, all that, I'm not interested in it. I thank God for it because it keeps me in a position to show that God has not forgotten me. But I need the thing that put in my life that shows me that God is going to fulfill me. So my heart yearns now to be filled. Watch this. Not with my desire, my heart, my spirit, my purpose, desires and yearns to be filled with God. When I say God, what do I mean? I mean my purpose. My purpose, people of God. In the Bible, it was Solomon, one of the wisest, the wisest king that we've ever known. He, he, he had a dream and God came to him and God was so pleased with Solomon. He said, look, I'm Solomon, I'm, God said, I'm going to give you anything that you want. What is it that you want? God asked Solomon in a dream. What is it that you want? I'll give you anything you ask for. Solomon being a king, a ruler, a judge over his people, over a nation of people, told God this very thing. He said, I desire, listen to me, people of God. He said, I desire to have the wisdom that is so profound that it makes me the best king that I could possibly be. And God said, oh, myself. God said, oh my God. That's what God says. He says, you ask a good thing. And because you ask this good thing, Solomon, I'm going to give you that. But I'm also going to give you everything you did not ask for. What was God saying? The reason why he was pleased 
with Solomon's request and his the thing that Solomon wanted because Solomon was born to be a king. That was his purpose in the kingdom. That was what he was created and born for to rule and to sit on the throne and be the man of God and to rule his people. One of the wisest kings that have ever walked the earth. That was his purpose. And when God asked him what he wanted, people of God, listen, all Solomon said is that I want wisdom so I can be the best king that you have anointed me, purposed me and commissioned me to be. The reason why Solomon asked for that is because his heart was empty now for God. There was nothing in his heart that would contend with his purpose. There was nothing in his heart that would glorify his flesh. There was nothing in Solomon's heart. That would make him want to be more than what he was. The only thing in Solomon's heart was the thing that would promote him to be the very thing God created him to be. And because he asked for purpose with an empty heart, God said, because you asked this, I'm going to give it to you. But I'm also going to give you everything you did not ask me for. In other words, I'm going to fill your heart behind the infilling of your purpose. And many of us are asking God to feel us. And then we when we get feel, when we get what our heart's desire is, our flesh, our motives, when we get the desire of our own desire, then we chase after God's purpose. That's because your heart is filled with things that keep you from God, keep the manifestations from God out of your life. Oh, glory to God. It's the truth. Take a moment and ask yourself, Lord, what is my heart filled with? What am I worried about? What is it I'm chasing? What is it that I desire when I lay down at night? What is it that I'm getting up for the next morning? When I get up the next morning, what is it that drives me through the day? I know you got to work. I know you got issues and problems and grocery bills. I got those too. But what I'm saying to you It's okay to deal and be aware of those things. But are those things now filling your heart? The Bible says, let each man work out his soul salvation. You work out those things in your soul, your emotions, your intellect. But your heart now should be left empty for God to impregnate you. Fertilize you. Stimulate you initiate you for his purpose. Glory to God. How full is your heart? Because God wants to bring your heart from a place of fullness for your desires and emptiness for his will to a place of emptiness that will birth the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Hey, look, people, God, let's, let's jump in this and get a more, a more extinct and precise vision. In the book of Mark, oh, God, oh, in the book of Mark, mm, in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses uh, 17, it says, uh, and Jesus Uh, started on his way and a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before God, before Christ. And the man said, good teacher. He asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know, the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not be defraud, honor your father and your mother. And then the man said, teacher, I declared all of these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him, watch this, and loved him. One more time. I said, the man said, I have kept all of these commandments that you have asked me to keep. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, Jesus said. He said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And then you will have treasure in heaven. You will have power in heaven. You will have a place with me. After you have went and sold everything you've got, then he said, then come follow me. At this saying, the man fell on his face. And went away sad because he had great wealth. Did you hear that? Did you hear that people of God? This man was a rich man, a wealthy man, and. He wanted to know what he had to do to have hmm, eternal life. Jesus said to him, paraphrasing, you got to keep the commandments. You, you got to keep the commandments. You got to keep the law. <laughs> what he said, you got to keep the law. And he said, I've done this since my birth. I, I, I was taught that in Sunday school. Uh, that's not a thing. I, I've, I've, I, I know how to do that. And he he probably named all of the commandments. This is this. I, I'm good. I'm good. This is good. And then G, the Bible says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Loved him. He looked at him. Watch this, people of God, and loved him. See, when somebody loves you. For real, it's always different in what they see when they love you. When they love you, what they see when they love you is always different than what they see when they look at you. That's why I know many people don't love you for real. Many people look at you and listen to you and they just look at you. Agree with you or disagree with you or they go ahead on about their way. But when somebody is interested in being honest with you and promoting the kingdom of God in you, they'll look at you and love you. And when Jesus loved him, he says for you, what you have to do is go sell everything you got, rich man. And then give it to the poor. And when you go sell everything you got and give it to the poor, no, don't sell it. Take the money and invest it. Don't sell it. Take the money and then and then and then do something or start another business. Don't sell it. And turn around and make yourself greater. Sell it and give it away. Give the money to the people who have nothing, to the people who ain't working to the people who had jobs and have gotten fired and those who ain't even looking for a job because they don't have good work ethics. Don't judge the situation. Sell everything that you have that means something to you, that exemplifies who you are, that gives you social status, everything that makes you wealthy and stored up for the future. Sell everything that you have, not just what you have, 
but trade in your stocks and bonds, cash in your 401k plan, sell all of that, do all that. Then come follow me after you give it to the poor. <laughs> See, people of God, the rich man's. He had a mind for God. He had a mind, M-I-N-D, for God. That's why he said, I, I, I've kept the commandments. I know the commandments. I can do this. That's not an issue. That's, that's not a problem. I, 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 I've done this. I, I know what it is to go to school and to learn about God. And, and I know what it is to desire to do God. That's why I'm asking you what I got to do to have a place in eternal life, to have a place in your kingdom. I, I have a mind for you. And Jesus said, but I'm going to love you and tell you the truth. And what I'm going to tell you is this. In order for you to get in, you have to sell everything that means something to you because your heart is filled now with earthly things, the pride of life, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, things that you have been. There's things in your house that make you who you are. People walk by your house and they see the four or five cars in your in, in your driveway and, and, and they, 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 they categorize that with you for who you are and what you've done. People know you by status because of what you wear. They look at the type of eyeglasses and shades that you wear. And they recognize who you are because that's where your heart is. So what Christ was saying is that I need you to empty your heart. In other words, get rid of everything that is causing you not to believe me, causing you not to follow me, causing you to have faith in yourself and then faith in me. He says, sell everything and give it to the poor. And when you do that, not only will you have a mind for God to keep the commandments, but you will have a heart empty enough for God. To follow me because you only follow God when you have nothing but God. Did you hear me, people of God? You only follow God when you have nothing but God. And God will only feel you when he doesn't have to compete for you. Let me ask you this. How filled is your heart? For Abraham, his uh, you could have thought that his heart was filled with love for, love for his child, but it wasn't. Oh, he was sad about what he had to do. But even the love for Isaac did not compete for the emptiness that God needed him to have with God. The rich man, he had a mind to do right for the church, a mind to do right for the kingdom, a mind to do right for a Christian walk. He looked the part. But when God loved him and told him, you have to sell everything that you have and come follow me. He realized that he had a mind for God, but he didn't have a heart for him. And many people of God all over the world now, they have a mind for God to worship and do the things of God. But their heart is not in a, in a state of emptiness to be filled with God. Remember the pure in hearted. What is it in your heart? And I don't mean you got to go sell stuff in your house. You can you could be rich beyond you can let, let me tell you something, people of God. I knew this brother. He was a minister and he he counseled me and he he but he was he's an attorney. He's a judge right now today, but he was a attorney. And when I would go to his house, man, he had a close relationship. When I would go to his house, God had blessed him with so much stuff. And if I went in his house and said, mm, I like that right there. Oh, I like that. Whatever I said I liked, you know what he would do? He'd give it to me. 
So when I start going over his house, I had to be careful that I didn't say anything because I didn't want him to think I had a begging spirit on me or a dry begging spirit. But I loved him and he loved me. But I realized that he had the gift of giving and whatever it is that he had, he would not hold on to it because by giving it away was exemplifying the fullness of God, even though God hmm, had filled his life with things that he didn't ask for because of his relationship with God. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. People of God, people are not now seeking after God's righteousness. They're seeking after their own righteousness. They're worried about their own welfare. They're looking after their own hide. They're trying to make sure that they can make it in life. And I got to tell you something. When you are taking care of yourself that good as a sheep of God, you have just now fired the good shepherd. See, the good shepherd's job is to keep and maintain, cover, feed, and love the sheep. But when the sheep loves himself more than God, takes care of himself more than God, promotes himself more than God, what he has done is now fired the shepherd that's over his life. And then we wonder why we don't see any movement of God in our life. Listen, people of God, be encouraged. How empty is your heart? How empty is your heart? Check yourself in your life. If you still have desires that does not promote God does not glorify God, does not exemplify God. If you're listening to a word that's preached and you cannot find God touching your heart to make you see you, then your heart is filled with stuff that God's not going to compete with. And the reason why God is not going to compete with stuff that you want is because he's God. <laughs> he's God. But what he will do is send the reaper, the canker worms and the locusts, the frogs, plagues. He'll send things that will eat up the things that you're in love with. Because on top of all of that, God is a jealous God. And how could he shed his blood to cover you and you remove his cover and cover up with things of the world? Check your heart. God wants to fill your heart with the fullness of of his joy. Bible says in his presence is the fullness of joy and that his right hands are treasures forevermore. Many of us are seeking God for things because we have never been in his presence. If you ever get into the presence of God, you will never ask God for nothing because you will realize he is the thing that makes you complete. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. People of God, that's all I want to say to you today. Check the fullness of your heart. Check the fullness of your heart because there is an emptiness in the kingdom that gives you a fullness of power and eternal life in God. And you can have eternal life while you still live in this human life. That's when we walk with the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. Father, I bless you and give you glory. I thank you for this time for these people. I pray that as they listen, God, that you would search them investigate them 
Go down in the deepest parts of their heart, God, where the wickedness of desires may be, and let them know that there is nothing better than you. God calls now a revolution to come up on them in their spirit where they will start throwing things out of their life because they want to be filled with the goodness and the power and the glory of your life. And I give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, people of God, that's it. That's all I wanted to share with you is how full is your heart? Because if it's full, make sure it's God that's doing the filling. If it's full, make sure that God has filled it. And make sure it's not filled with things that you desire. Solomon said, I want wisdom to lead your people. And God gave him that and more because all he wanted was what was in his heart, a.k.a. purpose. And God glorified him. Be encouraged, people of God. Be lifted. Be empowered. Be faithful. Walk with God. Because watch this. The only way it is to walk with God, you only have to do one thing, and that is walk with God. Until we talk again, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay encouraged and believe in God because forever and a day, he always believes in you. Amen.